What's up everybody and welcome to the Luke Cartman Show. I'm your host Luke Cartman and I just bit my mouth on a cup of tea. Um, you can check out this podcast on Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts and a whole bunch of other platforms. And you can go and subscribe on those platforms so you'll get updates when new episodes are out. And you can also go follow me on social media at Luke Cartman on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. That's C-O-U-R-T-M-A-N for you dumb fucks. Um, and there's also a Facebook page called The Luke Cartman Show, which you can follow as well. And you'll find everything related to this show. Um, I'm excited to be back. Episode 42, got some fun stuff uh, lined up for this episode. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, I hope you're all disease-free, whether it be corona disease, um, chlamydia, um, maybe gonorrhea, maybe you've got a headache. I know it's not a disease, but you know it's an illness, if you will. Um, yeah, I hope everyone is, you know, not getting too down in these times. You know, it's rough for a lot of people. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe your wife has left you. You know, maybe you stubbed your toe and it really hurts. You know, everyone's going through some shit in their lives. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, I want to start this show with one of my favorite segments to do. Um, it's one that I've done, I believe, twice, and I just love it. It's a really fun segment, so without further ado, here comes another edition of What Does the Bull Say? Da-da, 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 da-da. What Does the Bull Say? And if you don't know what, what, the bull, what Does the Bull Say is, I basically... Write down topics, questions on a piece of paper, fold them up, whack them in a ball, and there's about 10 of them in there. I swirl it around and I pick them out at random and I just talk shit on whatever it is that I pulled out. So let's get into it. What does the ball say? Let's go for number one. What is this now? Prostitution. <clears throat> uh, prostitution. What about prostitution? You know, you can um, make some money in there. Um, you might catch a disease, you know, um, the women tend to wear high heeled boots if they're kind of like street prostitutes, you know, there's differences like street prostitutes, you associate them with like drugs, um, leopard print clothing, um, hoop earrings, cigarettes, bad breath, uh, they walk funny and they kind of like lurking in alleyways and stuff. You know, and then there's the other side of it where it's like high-end prostitutes, which are like porn stars and stuff, and they cost like a lot, lot more money. You know, I'm not saying this from experience. It's just what I hear on the streets. These are the word on the streets. Um, and yeah, that seems to be a bit more safer, if that makes sense, because I feel like when it's regulated and stuff like that, you know, the pimps want to make sure that you know, no one's got diseases, everything's safe, everything's done the right way, you know. Um, I don't encourage people to become prostitutes, uh, male or female. You know, it's just uh, webcamming seems to be a thing that people are going to during the pandemic. Like, OnlyFans is a thing. Like, even comedians are doing that shit now. And, like, they're not, like, doing weird shit. Like, it's just, they're doing comedy on there. You know, because apparently OnlyFans kind of wants 
musicians and comedians and stuff on that platform. So I think they're kind of sick and tired of like, you know, Instagram models and shit, fucking doing whatever they're doing, you know. But if that's what you're into, that's what you're into, you know. But prostitution, you know, um, I've never been with a prostitute. Wink, wink. Nah, I haven't. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. It can be tricky out there. Um, yeah, so I would say if you're a prostitute and you're listening to this, um, try and get a job indoors. Try and leave like the street prostitution life behind you and try and venture inside of a building, you know? See if you can get work inside. Um, if you're thinking about prostitution, I would say definitely don't do it, you know? Um, you deserve better. Um, some of you want to be prostitutes, um, I don't know. What can I tell you? Some of you are right for the job. <laughs> right, let's go for the next one. That was a weird starter. What does the ball say? Swear this around. What's the next one? Favorite podcast to listen to? Um, my favorite podcast to listen to, if I had to pick one, it would be Legion of Skanks with comedians Big J Okerson, Louis J Gomez and Dave Smith uh, out of New York. And it's known as the most offensive podcast in the world because of like different subject matter they're talking about and stuff, but it is such a fucking funny podcast. It might be the funniest I've ever listened to. And I've listened to a lot, a lot of podcasts, you know. I've been uh, listening to them for like the past, well, seven, eight years now. All different types and Legion of Skanks is my favorite. You can check that out everywhere you get podcasts. It's also on YouTube as well. They do it live. Um, so it's like actually like uh, audience there, you know, fans of the show. Come there's usually about 20 or 30 people. They try and limit how many people come because it can get a bit crazy sometimes. And it's just a really fun podcast. And I'm going to say another one because I feel like um, this podcast is one that kind of give me inspiration to do stand-up, one of the reasons. And in terms of an actual show, I think it's the best show created ever. And not just as a podcast, I mean just a show in general, because it has everything. Comedy, music, improvising, all these different styles are into one. And that's a live podcast, which they do at uh, the Comedy Store in Los Angeles. You know, hosted by Tony Hinchcliffe and Brian Redband. And they have a band, which is Jeremiah Watkins, Jesse Johnson, and Joel Jimenez, and Chroma Chris. And the band dresses up as new characters every episode, and they commit to those characters. And the premise of the show is comedians put their name in a bucket, and when if you get pulled out, you do 60 seconds on stage of your stand-up, and then you get interviewed. And it is great. I mean, the guests they've had on there, um, the moments. It's just a really, really good podcast. So check out uh, Kill Tony as well. Um, let's go for the next one. Swirl it around. Spinning. Um, what do you mean spinning? Like spinning around? Or like spin class um, when you ride a bike? Uh, that doesn't go anywhere. That's what spin class is, isn't it? You, like you go on this bike and it just doesn't really go anywhere. Um, spinning. 
What about spinning? Um, people spin when they dance. Uh, some people spin and they fall. Um, <laughs> I used to do a thing when I was younger when I'd be drinking. Like we'd all be like, we'd have maybe some beer or like big bottles of cider. Because you know, when you're from Wales, your first like kind of introduction to alcohol is usually cider. You know, a bottle of cider that was cheap back then. You know, you could get wrecked off a three pound bottle of cider. And what we used to do is we would like get a big flag and a cider and we'd like down it and spin around at the same time. And you get fucked from doing that. You'd fall over, everyone's laughing. It was a really good time. Um, what else about spinning? I don't really know. <sighs> There's a song called You Spin My Head Right Round. Um, spinning, the earth is spinning. Um, even though some people don't believe that, some people believe that the earth is um, flat and uh, you're stupid. Um, what else about spinning? Some people spin out of control. You know, it's happened to me on episodes of this podcast. When I'm talking about one thing, then I talk about another, I kind of just spin out. Um, that's another thing as well, people can spin out. Um, whether someone is talking to you and they're really like annoying, like um, I've uh, had some relationships where they've been talking to me and like, uh, not all of them, but some, and I just spin out, you know? Um, whatever examples of me spinning out. Um, yeah, just drinking, um, smoking weed when I was younger, I would spin out and stuff. But yeah, I don't really spin much. So that's a weird one. I, I can't even remember writing that down, to be honest. And that spun me out. <laughs> I was done. Right, let's go for another one. Skateboarding. Um, skateboarding. Um, it's a it's a sport. Uh, they make a lot of fucking money, like the top, top guys, like Tony Hawk, for fuck's sake. He's like the Michael Jordan of skateboarding. Um, he was on, was he on Joe Rogan's podcast? I think it might be on Joe Rogan's. I know he was on Andrew Santino's podcast as well. And he was saying like, he had like his own house when he was 16. And he had like all this fucking money. Like he might have even been a millionaire at that point as well. Um, so yeah, I feel like really, really good. And you can do all these different tricks and shit. And you're one of the best in the world. You can make a lot of fucking money. Um, I'm not a avid watcher of say skateboarding, but um, I think it's cool. Uh, to be honest with you, like I used to skateboard as a kid, like most kids did, and then eventually you just kind of grew out of it. But um, I like the uh, designs of like the different artwork they have on uh, boards. I think that's a uh, creative and kind of cool. Uh, you can whip around as a means of transportation. Um, not many people do it. They kind of got different boards these days. They're kind of like longer, like long boards. Um, yeah, the tricks look really cool. People break fucking ankles, legs, smack their head, all type of shit. Um, I was a huge, huge fan of the Tony Hawk games when I was younger. Like uh, Tony Hawk's Underground. Underground 2 might have been my favourite. Um, I think the other one was America's Most Wanted. Obviously the pro skaters and in the game like skate and skate two and three, they're really good and they're like the fun shit to do, creating on characters and 
go and whip around and the storylines. Um, I don't know, people, especially in Britain, it's kind of viewed as a nerd uh, sport and a nerdy thing. Um, whereas in America, they celebrate it. Um, I think it's just because it's more part of their culture. Like, if we're talking about means of transportation, I would say motorbikes, like dirt bikes, is more part of our culture. Um, we don't really board. Like, I don't know of any... Like, do people surf in the UK or even Wales? I know there's places you can surf, but I don't really know if people do it. Um, but skateboarding, yeah, I um, I like, I, I respect it. Um, I'm, even after this podcast, I might even go and look up some fucking skateboarding on YouTube. Um, see what the jack, because I know the jackass guys are involved in skateboarding and stuff. And yeah, the moral of the story is, um, I think it's cool. And uh, if you're a skateboarder and you're listening to this, you're like a pro, or you know someone who's like a pro skateboarder or some shit, let me know. I'll see if I can interview them on the show. <laughs> Right, let's go for the next one. What does the ball say? Ostriches. 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 Oh man, they're. Have uh, I talked about ostriches before? I feel like I have. They're like just fairy balls of hate. You know, they got long necks, long legs, and they're fast as fuck. They kind of um, look at you weird. They chase people. I've heard rumours that people actually like ride them like their horses and stuff. Like they're also a means of transportation as well for some people, ostriches. Um depends where you come from, you know. Um What else about ostriches? I don't know, um they're obviously birds, isn't they? But they can't fly, or can they fly? Um I don't think they can fly. Now imagine if they fucking could. Uh, probably the scariest bird you could ever come across. Um, like vultures are pretty scary looking. You know, they look like just angry old men. You know, there was actually a a thing. Um, I was listening to a podcast before, and they were talking about like um, um, like Native Americans, and like they had like their own word for like white people. And it translated to like vulture people because we look like vultures to them because like a lot of white guys have like receding hairlines and stuff like that and kind of like ball chins and stuff. And uh, we look like vultures uh, to them, which is uh, kind of strange that we look like birds, you know. But um, ostriches, um, if I ever met an ostrich, I would, um, I don't know. I probably wouldn't get too close to it, to be honest with you. I would appreciate it from a distance. And, you know, wish it well with his life. <laughs> All right, let's go for the next one. Favourite episodes of your podcast? Um, oh, fucking hell. What ones come to mind? Um, episode 32 uh, was a really fun one. Uh, that was called Live Wire. Um, I just remember that podcast being like a really high energy and just kind of creative uh, chaos all over the place type of entertaining podcast. I remember I was like, I just remember that one as being really good and enjoyable to do. Um, whether people enjoy listening to it or not, it's a different thing, but I remember really enjoying that one. Um, what's another one? Episode 20, uh, live in HD. Uh, that was the one where at the time it was the longest I'd ever recorded 
Um, usually up until that point, the podcast was between 20 um, and 40 minutes. And I did almost an hour on that one. And I was really happy about that. And I've noticed that's been a theme, you know, for the past fucking 10, maybe 15 episodes that I've been doing almost an hour. It hasn't really been much less than that. And uh, that's a good development in the show. Obviously, it's a natural progression of things, you know. Uh, any other favourite ones? Um, episode one, uh, Leap of Faith. Because it was the first time me trying to do a podcast and kind of how new I was to it and learning things and just kind of being fresh in it. And I remember that time as well. It was uh, January, beginning of January. You know, I was in my flat and I had the Christmas tree up and it was kind of that mood around and stuff. And it was just, uh, I don't know, it was, it, was, it was the episode that led to all these. You know, it was the starting point. You know, the first brick, uh, if you will, that I laid was episode one. Um, I don't know why I said all that stuff at the end. It sounded a bit poetic, but what can you do? Um, you know, it can't really... Any of us that come to mind, because I don't really remember a lot of them, but those ones are really uh, popped to mind. So there's three few if you want to go and check those out. Uh, episode 32, episode 20, and episode 1. Right, let's have a look. What else does a ball say? <sighs> circus. Oh, man, I haven't been to the circus since I was a kid. And I think I've only been maybe once. Um, I can't really remember it. Um... Circus, what happens in a circus? Well, like um, Steve-O from Jackass, for example, used to be a flea market circus clown. And a flea market circus is like everyone's doing drugs, crazy stunts, like it's mainly for adults. Uh, there's elephants, there's fire, you know, there's fucking chimpanzees. It's, all, it's like a crazy, crazy circus. And... You know, all the cl clowns are doing coke and shit, and he was part of it, and that was... Because one of his tricks was being able to, like, swallow a goldfish and then puke it back up, and that was what got him noticed with the jackass guys. Like, that was the first trick, stunt, or whatever that he ever did, and that was, uh, like, his main trick as a circus clown. And uh, circuses, I don't know, animal rights get involved in it now, like, it's cruelty to animals and shit, and I get it. But uh, circuses are entertaining, you know? And you could probably do without the animals, to be honest. Get some coked up clowns, you know, set fire to some things, maybe throw some chairs, you know, have crazy lighting and shit and have them doing crazy stunts. Like, that's entertaining uh, in itself. So uh, the circus, I don't know, do they really do circuses anymore? I don't know, man. But my thoughts are they're probably not as good as they used to be, um, given the times and shit like that. But uh, Circus, um, I approve. Um, right, and the final poll from the What Does the Bull Say is... What's this? Um, barbers. Barbers, man. Um, we put a lot of trust in uh, barbers. You know, I've, I felt this way that um, I get nervous when they bring out the cutthroat razor, you know, when they're going to trim up like the side of your head 
or maybe trim your beard and like your neck and stuff like that. Um, I get nervous because let's be honest, let's assume they're not on great money and they had a bad day. They woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Maybe they've argued with the missus. Maybe they tripped over a curb and they're pissed and you know, they're going to fuck shit up and they've, they've just had enough. And maybe they don't like the look of your face. Maybe they don't like the style of hair you're going for. And like, fuck this. Let's go Edward Scissorhands, Sweeney Todd, Demon Barbastar, and slit your fucking throat. I get nervous, man. I do. Um, what else about barbers? Um, I feel like some barbers fuck with you in the sense of like, they'll fuck your hair up on purpose. They'll maybe like um, chip away at your hairline. Um, like that's that was my theory before where like I think the receding hairlines came from shitty barbers um, and that it was, wasn't actually a natural thing but um, I don't know if that's true but um, that was my thoughts that's how I justify my kind of receding hairline um, by saying it's the barbers and not uh, the universe doing it to me um, or also about barbers uh, it's a good skill to learn. Um, it'd be good to open up your own business, something like that, get creative with a studio. Like there's a barber shop uh, that I was going to called, um, what's it called? Route 66. And like the design inside is really cool. Like they got a massive TV. They've got individual TVs um, at like where your chairs are, the stations. They've played UFC. I've watched the UFC before. They got music. You know, they were playing the Godfather music before and I was crazy and they offer you coffee um, so you can drink black coffee where you're getting your hair cut. Um, when you're waiting, they got like books and uh, chess boards on the table in front of you and I just, the whole design of it is really cool. They got like memorabilia on the walls. They got like um, model motorbikes and shit and just a really cool design. And uh, yeah, I like barber shops. Um, I've been growing my hair back, you know. It's, uh, I was shaved head, went to bald, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to grow it back. I'm going to see if I like it when it's grown back to how I used to have it. If not, I might shave it again. That's always in my back pocket now. If I ever want to shave my head, I'll just fucking do it. It's no problemo. So, yeah, that concludes. What does the bowl say? Um, Uh, what else do I want to get into? Um, I saw a movie uh, called Superfly. And it is the recent remake of the one from the 70s. I never really saw the old one. Uh, I saw like little clips on YouTube and stuff. And that is the Superfly, the new one, is actually the theme of the episode artwork. And I like the movie. I won't spoil it, I'll just give like the kind of premise of it. It's like drug dealing, uh, this guy has got two girlfriends, he like fights and shit like that, he kind of wants out of the life. Um, the rapper Future was kind of a producer in the movie, uh, he's involved in it. It's a cool movie if you like like drug dealer shit and like rags to riches type of crazy lifestyle. Uh, movie, so yeah, go and check that out. It's on Netflix right now. Uh, it's a fun watch, and um, there's some 
Cool shit uh, coming up on Netflix, like the movie Venom. I've never seen that with uh, Tom Hardy. But I like goofy shit like that. And um, there's one, I um, can't remember the name of it, but it's coming next week or the week after. And it's like um, these real estate agents compete to sell these mansions and shit. And uh, that looks, uh, that's something I'd be into because. I wouldn't say a guilty pleasure of mine, but something I like to do is on YouTube, um, I watch like uh, videos or like tutorials or like house viewings of different mansions and like these crazy houses in like Beverly Hills and Vegas. And there's a YouTube channel called Tri-Blend Media. And uh, that's what I go to quite a lot. They got like the most expensive house in the world and just ridiculous mansions and some regular ones too, but I like going down the YouTube rabbit hole of seeing these different places. And I imagine myself living there. And it's just, it's something I like to do. It, um, it's just fun. Because obviously I live in a one bedroom flat in Cardiff, you know, going from this to say like a really big house or like fucking garages or like six bedrooms, fucking six bathrooms, all that type of shit. Just like the house of my dream, so to speak. Um, you know, I'm just, I don't want to say it's really far away, but I always keep that stuff in my mind that like, I'm going to have that stuff one day. I'm going to live that like that. And I even try to do it, like pretend that I'm kind of, I have that stuff now in a way. Like I've done that before. Like I've walked like say into my living room and just like in my mind pictured is a complete different one. Um, just kind of living there in my mind in a way. Um, I don't know. I won't say there's like comfort in it, but it's, we have an imagination for a reason. You know, I don't want to just waste an imagination. Uh, it might sound crazy to people, like I imagine myself uh, living in my dream house or driving my dream cars or traveling the world and living the life of my dreams and, you know, playing these uh, different venues as a comedian and all this stuff. I literally live there 24-7. Like, I don't really think about much, guys, other than that. To be honest with you, it's just, I'm always thinking about my dream life. If I could put it down on paper, what it would look like. I always keep that, those images inside my head and keep a complete tunnel vision to where like, I almost can't even hear what people are talking about and what people want me to do and want me to go to here and here and here. I don't even really listen, think about it or listen to it, if that makes sense. Um, I just, uh, I feel like I'm in such a good place mentally, like in terms of motivation, determination, my work ethic, um, the sacrifices I'm making and just like the hunger for a better life that I have. It's, uh, you know, the fire's burning more than ever. You know, when I start thinking about that stuff, I start thinking like, I'm going to fucking do this. And I really, like, I get those feelings of, like, I'm going to make this happen. You know, regardless of where I came from, you know, who doesn't believe in me, 
and you know having the chips stacked against me in a way you know that spurs me on even more because you know this hunger for a better life i refuse to you know live the life that i don't want to live even though i'm going through it now i know it's kind of a necessary part you know i refuse that this will be the rest of my life no fucking way you know and I'm fully confident uh, that I can make it happen. You know, take the necessary steps to make it happen. And um, I'm kind of jumping all over the place here because it's such like a big thing for me, this. And I do talk about it a lot on podcasts. And it's because it's something that's always in my head. Like, I think about... You know, showing up to like, um, to my mother's one day and just being like, here, like, and just giving her like the life that she always dreamt of, her and my stepfather, like, being able to get, like, buy them a house that they've always wanted and just being able to just, like, you know, just, I don't know, almost like a thank you in a way and, almost being like I made it and I don't know it just that stuff gives me good feelings and being able to bring my friends with me um and help help them you know kind of showing up with like just like here's this money go and do what you want with it you know um and kind of like I do it for myself but I also do it for the people around me you know the people that believe in it um I'm going to help those people, those that are closest to me when I make it, um, as well as changing my life, I'm going to change theirs too. I'm not saying their lives are bad or anything like that, but I'm going to, you know, not everyone has the financial capabilities to live the life that they want, because let's be honest, money is like freedom tickets, like it opens up different uh, worlds for you different possibilities and stuff like that and you know I'm just a kid from Cardiff with a dream who's putting everything into it my whole being is going into this and I'm going to make it for myself my family my friends and I don't want to say for my country because that's a bit weird but it would be good to reach like high high levels of comedy skill wise and kind of fame wise even though i'm not really into being famous i know that's a way like that's part of it um to kind of show other people that you can do it as well um and i might sound cheesy cheesy to people but i really do want to inspire people um it's just i know the the power that inspiring carries and you know I was talking to my friend Peter about this the other day about breaking through having a breakthrough and you know as a comedian you can you know you work and you work and you work and then at the click of a fingers in a moment and it could take years and years for that moment to happen but when that moment happens and you break through and I could be maybe a viral video, something happens 
when you keep doing it, uh, you work hard, there's a moment, there's a natural progression of it. There's a moment that happens where you kind of break through and you reach that high level, <clears throat> you know, as you go up the levels. And that's kind of my thing. Like I'm trying to enter the public consciousness as a comedian and a podcaster. And, I re and I'll do that through more podcasts and through doing stand-up, you know. And um, I always keep that on my head that it can happen in the moment, which it can. I don't think it's too far-fetched to say that I can be one of the greatest comedians in the world, you know, one of the best in my country, a high, highly skilled comedian, and live the life that I want. Why is that so far-fetched? I just feel like it's something that's not really encouraged in our culture. It's encouraged in America, you know, the pursuit of happiness and, you know, you can be where you want to be in the American dream and all these different kind of ideas that they have. It's encouraged over there. I feel like in the UK, it's not really encouraged that much um, that you can kind of do anything you set your mind to and stuff like that. I don't know why that is. Um, maybe it's a confidence thing or something like that. I'm not really sure, but, you know, I would like to uh, show people that, you know, it's quite the opposite, you know, that you can do shit and, you know, who cares where you come from sort of thing like and. See, I'm jumping all over the place a little bit here, but I think you kind of care what I'm saying. Um, what else do I want to talk about here? All right, I recently found a new app called Comica. That's C-O-M-I-C-A. And it's basically an app where uh, you can turn your photos into like cartoon style art. Um, it's like different filters you use on there. There's also like a comic book type of one. Uh, and you can actually add like comic book bubbles and like um, add text and all stuff like that. And it's uh, really cool. Um, I put a filter um, on a picture earlier um, on the one where like I'm uh, dressed as like the weekend with like the red suit on. And uh, I put it on my Instagram and Facebook and it looks really cool. And what I'm going to be experimenting with is the comic book aspect of the app. I would, um, there's potential there. Like I always say, I'm trying to come up with new ideas for the show and things surrounding it. Why not do a comic book? Or maybe, um, instead of like a physical comic book, you know, I do like a, almost like a, like a video of maybe different moments from the podcast, funny moments or stories that I've told and I play it all out in comic book form. Um, because I'm going to be doing that with video form where like I'm superimposed over like a movie scene or a music thing or something like that. And I was actually talking recently about getting um, an art book with each individual episode artwork. So why not get comic book uh, involved in it? I think it's an avenue that has potential. Um, I'd like to know people's ideas on what they think about that. Um, if they would like to see something like that and kind of what they would like to see, maybe just give me some ideas so I can experiment with it. And it's a uh, fun, the constant involvement and finding these new ideas. I just get excited. Like when I uh, found this app, I was on it for like three, three fucking hours, just like experimenting with different shit and thinking of ideas of what I can do and stuff. And it's great. So if you're into the, maybe you want to turn your photos into a cartoon, um, or comic book type shit. Go check out Comica on Play Store. Um, 
we got some fights coming up this weekend. I'm fucking excited about UFC 252. Uh, we have the main event, uh, DC versus Stipe, the trilogy. You know, I can't wait for this fight. Um, obviously, DC knocked out Stipe in the first fight to become heavyweight champion, which I was happy as fuck for him. You know, DC is probably... He's in the top three of the best UFC fighters of all time. Um, for my, in my opinion, he's the best wrestler in the UFC. Um, I put him even over Khabib. Um, and yeah, he beat Stipe in the first fight. You know, Stipe come back in the second fight and made the adjustments and uh, beat Daniel Cormier, you know, by TKO, I think it was. And this trilogy is for all the marbles. Um, this is going to decide who is the greatest heavyweight of all time. You know, Stipe's record is incredible. The guys he's beat, like, and how he's beat them, like, knocking out the doom and beating Overeem and, you know, just smashing everyone, like, that came in his way. And this is DC's last fight, apparently. <sighs> you know, he wants to retire. But I think, personally, if he loses this fight... He's going to want another fight. Obviously, he can fight four times against Stipe. And if John Jones moves the heavyweight, I think he'll want to fight John. Because there's the trilogy for John there. Or has he fought John three times? Maybe. I'm not sure. I think, yeah, I think he's only fought him twice. So, there's those options there. Uh, DC is like a really good rep uh, representation um, of the sport. Like a proper good guy. You know, he's a good commentator as well. Um, at least... Uh, with him retiring, that it's not like he's going to have nothing. Um, he can still be commentating, I hope. You know, he can coach and shit like that. So it's good that he's got options outside of there. Because, you know, a lot of guys don't have options after retirement. Very few do because a lot of guys are not skilled in much else. You know, especially when you're fighting uh, and you're a professional fighter trying to get to the highest level. You ain't got time to do other shit. You know, and you see how that affects people. Like when... If you notice when Tyron Woodley was doing other shit, like his music and all that, and kind of had one foot out, started to lose. Same thing with Ronda. She kind of had one foot out, started to lose. It does happen with people, you know. With this game, uh, the fighting game, you need 100% you involved in it. Otherwise, it starts to get bad, like, you know. Um, so, yes, yeah, good. Uh, Stipe, I mean, DC uh, has got options. Um, Stipe, I like Stipe. You know, sometimes you can't really understand what he's saying. But, you know, he's a fucking fireman from Cleveland. You know, good guy as well, like. Oh. Crisp, crisp boxing. Which, you know, he might try and use those body shots again on DC in this fight. Um, as far as my pick for this fight. I, my head says Stipe, but my heart says DC. Like, you'll notice that with fights. Ask yourself, what does your head say and what does your heart say? Um, I would like DC to win, be in his last fight. He can retire as champion, one of the greatest of all time. And it'd be just a good way to go out. Like the icing on the cake, the cherry on top for him in his career. Um, and then if DC wins, you can maybe do Stipe and Francis for the vacant belt. Or Stipe and John Jones for the vacant belt, however they're going to play that. And if Stipe wins... You know, he's got options. I think Francis, the Francis rematch might be next for him. If uh, John Jones decides to move up, though, 
I think John Jones will get a title shot over Francis uh, based on star power. John Jones is a current champion. He's talking about retirement and he's not really coming back because of, you know, politics of UFC and stuff. So uh, it's exciting. The heavyweight division is really good right now. And I'm excited for that fight. And the co-main event is what I'm really interested in. It's Sugar Sean O'Malley against uh, Cheeto Vera. Now, Sean O'Malley uh, came from the Contender Series, Dana White's Contender Series, and was just looking really, really good. You know, his striking is, is great, like creative, and he's, he's like kick heavy. He's like, and he looked really good and gone to the UFC, and he's looked really good since. And his latest knockout against Eddie Wineland, he kind of like faked a right uppercut, come over the top and banged with a right hand and knocked the guy clean out. You know, he usually has like cornrows, and in his last fight, he dyed his hair like fucking rainbow colored and shit. And I think for this fight, he's dying hair. Uh, the same colours as the Ecuadorian flag because that's where Cheeto Vera is from. And, you know, he's just a really good striker and a personality. This is a good step up in competition. Cheeto Vera is a savage. People are overlooking him and I think they're, they're stupid because he's a really... Sean O'Malley could lose this fight. Let's not get it twisted. Um, but it's also a winnable fight for Sean O'Malley and I think he will come out on top. Uh, so my pick for that fight is Sean O'Malley. Um... I'm going to be honest. I think he's going to go to decision. Um, I don't know. I just think it's going to go to decision and it's going to be a good learning experience for Sean O'Malley and he'll come back in his next fight. Even more of a savage. He is a potential star in the making. He's got, he reminds me a little bit of um, Starbender in terms of how he's come onto the scene and where he is. Uh, just where he is, like, in terms of star power at the point he is in his career and is striking and stuff so i think these are good things in the future for sean o'malley and he's like my age if not like a year younger so he's got a full career ahead of him you know so uh i'm gonna pick sean o'malley for that by decision um and that was the breakdown of ufc 252 in vegas that's this weekend and I can't fucking wait. So, the UFC fan, check that shit out, man. Um, what else do I want to get into? Oh, that's it. I wanted to get into one of the other widely popular segments on this show. One of my fucking personal favorites. It is questions from the internet. Let's open this coffee over there. Got my iced coffee. So, a little sip of this. That's beautiful. Good cafe latte, but um, right here comes a question from the internet. Da -da 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 -da. Uh, first question: Have you ever danced in the rain? Have I ever danced in the rain before? Um, what the fuck? You think I'm Mary Poppins or something? Um, did Mary Poppins dance in the rain? Um, have I ever danced in the rain? Uh, I know it's like. A lot of like R&B music videos from like the early 2000s, they'd always be like dancing in the rain or like singing in the rain or maybe even being depressed in the rain talking about a girl. Um, there just seemed to be a lot of rain involved in music videos. Um, have I ever danced in the rain? I don't think so. Um, no, I, ha I definitely haven't because why would you do that? Like that's a whole new level of positivity, I think. 
if it's pissing down the rain, you're soaking, you know, you've got to deal with that. And you're dancing, I mean, bravo, like, you figured it out, man. Nothing can hold you back. Um, would I dance in the rain in the future? Maybe. You know, I wouldn't rule it out. Um, question number two. Why do some people stay in relationships that they know are toxic? This is a great question. Um, I've been in a few myself. Um, and I'm not, me saying that, by the way, I'm not blaming uh, the girl all the time. Some, sometimes, right, two people just don't fucking mix and it becomes toxic. But it's also like you like you like each other, and is there still there's still something there that kind of keeps you there? And there's, I know, some girls have kind of the idea of well, it's a lot of drama going on, and we got through it, so maybe it's meant to be. And it's as soon as it starts getting toxic, leave. You just gotta. There's no fucking point. Life's too short. You know, for some reason, people think that the person you're with is going to be the only person you're going to be with for the rest of your life. And that that does happen sometimes. But like, if you're my age, you're 26, you know, I don't know. It's a tough one. I guess people just stay in toxic relationships for different reasons. You know, I don't know. That's a, that's a fucking, it's quite a serious question. <laughs> Right, let's go on to the next question. What is your favorite month or season? Um, season five of Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> now, my favorite season, man, um, winter. I just like winter. Like, it's been hot as shit for the past couple of days and it just ain't been good. It's not enjoyable. Um, everything brightens up and looks nicer, but it's a struggle, you know? I like uh, winter, snowing. You know, maybe I come from like Vikings or something like that. You know, I got blue eyes. When I was born, I had blonde hair for a couple of years. Maybe I'm like a mountain kid, you know, around like snow and axes and shit and mountains and stuff. Um, they're the same mountains. Um, yeah, I just like, I don't know. I like winter and snow and stuff. Maybe I'll move the calendar one day. Who knows? Uh, my favorite month. What's my favorite month? Uh, I don't know. Do I have a favorite month? For shits and giggles, I'll say January. Because it's not a fresh start. It's the beginning of, just I guess because it's the beginning of the new year. Then I guess I like November because my birthday is in November. Um, I like December because it's Christmas in December. Um, I don't know. I think the moral is probably don't have a favorite month. Um, next question. If Superman is so smart, why does he wear his underpants over his trousers? Um, well, I don't know if it's a smart thing. Like you think, like, first of all, Superman is not even a man. He's an alien. Um, why does he wear his underpants over his trousers? You know, I think it's more of a confidence thing. I don't think he's stupid that he doesn't know that you're supposed to put the underpants on first and then the trousers over it. Um, it's, uh, I think it's a confidence thing. He's like, I'm Superman. I'm basically like, you know, I'm a superhero. You know, I can, I can fly and shit. I wear a cape. 
I got a fucking uniform. I got a big S on my chest. Like on my underpants over my trousers. What are you going to do about it? You know, I feel like he's got that type of confidence, you know? Um, so yeah, that's what I think it is. just a confidence thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe you can find that out. Maybe somewhere in the Superman movies or comic books, you can find out where he wears his underpants over his trousers. Um, question number five. What was the best massage you ever had? Best massage I ever had. I don't really know if I've had like a best one because I've noticed in relationships there's like everyone thinks they're really good at massages. Like, oh, go on, let me give you a massage. And I've done it and uh, girls I've been in relationships where I've done it too. And you come out of it even worse. They don't know what they're doing, but they think they do. They think because they're just moving their arms in certain ways that it's actually working. But, you know, I've gone into a massage from a girlfriend, knotted up, and I come out of it even knotted up, more knotted up, even more knotted up, like worse. Like, And it's like, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. You know, we got to kind of play dumb to it, but I don't know. I can't really think of the best massage I ever had. Um... Maybe I should get into massages, you know? Maybe go and get one professionally, you know what I'm saying? Um, next question. What was your best drop-the-mic moment? Um, I was doing a show at Fuel Rock Club in town. I was doing a show there. Um, what was I doing? I think like a 10-minute set there. And... So I was talking, I can't remember what the bit I was doing, and some guy in the crowd, like a backwards hat and shit like that, kind of like, I don't know, the, like, not like a cool guy, but that look, like tight t-shirt, backwards cap, longish hair, and he like said something, and I ignored it, then he said something again, I can't remember what he was saying, uh, and... What was it? Yeah, he said something. I think it was the third time. I might have ignored the first two times. Because um, you just got to power through it. Then the third time he said something. And I thought, that's it. So I said something like, what was the joke? I said, like, you look like you got rejected from Bill and Ted. And it fit his look. And everyone just looked at him and just started laughing. Like, I just sniped his ass. And that was a really good drop the mic moment. Because that was the first time where I just dealt with a heckler. Um, because I'm prepared for those scenarios. Like, even though I'll ignore it for, like, the first maybe two times, just because you have to power through, when it, that moment arises up, I'm pretty good of, in the moment, coming up with something and sniping it. And it was funny. Even he was laughing as well, and he came up to me after the show, and I was, like, talking shit. I was like, I had to do it, you know, we were just kind of giggling about it, like, and it was, yeah, that was a really good drop the mic moment for me because it was the first time I ever done that. And it felt, the laugh that I got from that was a different laugh as well, because it was like they were laughing uh, with me and at him as well. So it was kind of like a double laugh in a way. Um, next question. Would you rather die from falling off a cliff or by being threatened? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, or by being threatened? Well, so like if someone said to me, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking kick your ass and I just die. Like if someone just says like, fuck you, you're an asshole and you just die. 
Like, if you die from, like, someone's words, like, you're a bit of a pussy, you know? That's not going to be a good headline when it hits the news. Man dies by being threatened, you know? On your gravestone, it's just going to say, he was threatened. You know? Um, falling off a cliff. Um, that's going to be a better story, I feel. Um, at least you're going to go out kind of flying through the air. I don't know how big cliffs are. Um... Yeah, like, you can't be that much of a pussy that you get threatened and you die, you know? Um, but that's probably going to be a thing. In today's world where everyone gets offended so easy, someone might die by being offended. You know, I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> but if I had to pick, this is a clear one for me. Uh, I'd rather die from falling off a cliff. Um, probably head first, Superman style with like a cape on, and I would wear underpants over my trousers. <laughs> And that was questions from the internet. Ah, this was a fun one, man. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. I hope you're all disease-free. I hope you're all exercising, eating good, drinking your coffee, maybe a cup of tea. You know, staying positive, writing your goals. You know, waving to people. You know, maybe maybe eating a good meal. Maybe you're on drugs and you want to get off the drugs. I hope that's going well for you. Uh, yeah, um, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, I appreciate all your support. Not really sure where I'm going to name this episode. Um, I might do it The Hunger For More because one of my favorite albums growing up was uh, by Lloyd Banks, the rapper. One of my favorite rappers of all time. Top three for me. And uh, it was just... A really good album, some great songs come off there. I think a song Warrior was on there. Just an album I, I loved as a kid. And it kind of resonates with this episode because I'm talking about the hunger for a better life and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think I might call this episode The Hunger for More, you know? Um, see, it's these outros. They're fuckers. I struggle with them all the time. Never really sure how to close the show out. What a time, my ad. 54 minutes, fucking hell. Um, this has been a fun one. Covered some crazy shit like um, prostitution I've talked about, um, ostriches, mansions, a whole bunch of fun shit. And I'm going to be coming back soon with another episode of this podcast. Again, you can go follow me on social media on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Luke Courtman where you'll get access to when new episodes are out. Um, episode artwork and everything related to the show and also go follow me on uh, uh, follow me also go check out this podcast on the platforms Spotify Anchor FM Apple Podcasts Pocket Cast Breaker and many more go subscribe to that shit so you'll get updates also on Podcast Republic as well uh, tell a friend to tell a friend about this podcast like share all that good shit um, thank you all for listening my name is Luke Cartman. This is the Luke Cartman Show. Take care, everyone. Holla.